Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's Thursday already. It's the COB. We've got Cara in the house with Hi. Annette Feature, and we're just going to give you all you need to know in our day on the 23rd of September. Cara, a risk on day. Risk on. Looked pretty green across the board, didn't it? It was really actually quite hard to find some spots of red out there. Just looking, a look, having a look at the market map. Yeah, BHP down in the red, a few other spots in the energy space, but really financials in the green, healthcare in the green, consumer discretionary in the green. It's all up, isn't it? It was certainly a buy on dip day, although um, I must admit this time yesterday, remember we got the hockey stick because Evergrande paid a coupon payment. Now, why that is a groundbreaking market moving <laughs> piece of news, it I still scratch my head. But in terms of stemming the bleeding, but to me that means suddenly on Twitter everyone is sent around the calendar for coupon payments. Well, this is the thing. There's still payments to come, right? So this story is definitely not over. It might be Mm-mm. a risk on day today, but the risk is still there. Yeah, and, uh, quite a few people. Of course, we had lots of views today. Um, we'll, we will stick with Evergrande for a minute. And one of the show notes I'd really like to highlight, I spoke to Jonathan Wu over at Premium China Funds Management. He is very much of the view that let Evergrande fail. Uh, So this is not a Lehman's moment, but of course, tying back to the Chinese government's common prosperity is anyone who signed up for a house, so they'll carve out the assets, let another developer build the house, so that's the people and the houses, but foreign investors, you're on your own. Yeah, so we were sort of half joking that um, common prosperity does not include international investors. Well, there you go. And Ned Bell from Bell Asset Management was another one that joined the conversation. He's in the newsletter as well. He says that Bell Asset Management does not invest in China and Evergrande is an example of why he's sticking to the small caps, the small caps and the global pay uh, and avoiding China when it comes to yeah. that risk. I mean, here at Osby's, we like to say, do your own research and buying in China. You really need a lot of research in order to have comfort in exposure. Now, of course, we are a couple of minutes in and it's time to mention the Fed. Heaven knows I've been up since 5.30, just making <laughs> sure that something didn't go terribly wrong because obviously here at Osby's, we have run through the whole thing. In terms of the messaging, I thought in trying to deliver a taper without the tantrum, Cara, he seemed to have pulled it off. Yeah, he does. I mean, I kind of woke up and was like, well, nothing's really happened. The markets liked it. Aussie dollar kind of just sitting pretty, the same levels that we've seen for the past few days. So, yeah, it does what it says on the tin. Yeah, it it does indeed. And in fact, I mean, 
a few people thought maybe it was a little aggressive in that the dot plots are showing a steady hike. But let's face it, 2024, the Fed members are looking for a cash rate of 1.75. I remember when cash rates were double digits. So we are certainly still in a new world. But having said that, it, nothing's a done deal. We could be two horrible payrolls away from all exactly. bets are off. So look, we still have to watch payrolls. We still have to watch those key inflation reports. And of course, blackout is over. No doubt our schedule will be full of Fed members having a lot to say. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait. Look, Tony Sycamore from City Index, he's written the view in uh, today's newsletter. He talks about the US dollar backdrop and the potential for growth there. So have a look at what he have to what he has to say when it comes to the Fed. And in terms of our stock of the day, I had the joy of speaking to the CEO of Washington H. Sol Pattinson. And of course, we had some very popular guests, of course, Rob Corlett from Macro Capital and Luke Winchester from Merriweather Capital chewed on that outlook and the biggest dividend ever at 62 cents a share. But what did they think in terms of the stock? Take a listen. Look, well, I think Sol Pattinson have deserved to, uh, you know, earn investors' trust and say, look, you know, rather than trying to step in and, and do it myself, let's put faith in a company that, you know, every dividend they've paid out over the last 20 years has, has increased on the one before. Right now, just given the, the valuations, we'd probably just keep it as, as a hold. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with their exposure into the coal sector. Therefore, uh, we can't kind of get too excited at the moment with Sol Pattinson. But- I actually agree with Rob's comments. I think it's a hold. Um, you know, if I put myself in the shoes of, of a Washington H. Sol Patterson investor, I'm someone who's looking for, for you know, what was basically outlined before, a nice diversified uh, investment, great operating history, a dedication to, to returning income to investors. And look, the reason why I would have it as a hold, it's, it's definitely overvalued. Um, you went on the top there, 8.5 billion market cap. The, the, the value of their underlying investments only about 5.8. So you've got a big premium to that net asset value. Uh, like it longer term, but but short term, I'll probably hold given the type of investor who would own this business. I uh, definitely couldn't step in and buy the premium though. James, Rob and Luke had a great discussion, but it seems to be a hold and so not going into the portfolio. And in terms of what's going on for tonight, we really can't not say that the whole central bank, you know, it's just a word salad this week, isn't it? it? Is. Central bank fun. BOE, what do you think, Cara? What, you spoke to anyone who th- expects anything from the Bank of England? I haven't, but I'm hoping for a bit of a more hawkish tone. I mean, look, the outlook now for the UK is pretty good. Um, sterling looks like it wants to pop slightly higher, sitting around the 136.50, so it's taken a bit of a hit over the past couple of trading sessions. Yeah. Keen to find out. We are keen to find out. I mean, Mike Saunders was an old city colleague of mine, but he just won't take my calls anymore. No. Why is that? Once you're an MPC <laughs> member, heaven forbid. So he's looking for some friends on the dissenting group of it's time to pair back those purchases sooner rather than later. And Norges Bank, of which I had to let a few people in the newsroom, who is Norges Bank, uh, Norway, 
and they're likely to hike. Now, why does that matter? Well, they'll be the first of the G10 to hike uh, the cash rate, not just taper. As we know, the Kiwis blinked last week thanks to Delta knocking on the door. So it will be just worth that just for the, the newsworthy aspect of the first of the G10 to hike. As I say, this is Norge's bank. Having said that, Brazil hiked 100 basis points today and said expect another 100 basis points tomorrow. Now, to me, that's the good old days of a good old-fashioned monetary (laughs) policy cycle. None of these 10 and 20 basis point moves. So that'll keep us busy tonight. We'll obviously cover anything that you need to know tomorrow. But I have to say, macro world, I'm looking like a snoozy Friday. How are you looking? Yeah, snoozy Friday. Look, I've got Pete McGuire from XM on the trade and he is always great. We're going to be chatting about what he's been trading this week, where the volatility is, where you can make the money. Uh, but yeah, other than that, macro is pretty quiet, isn't it? It, it is quite. A, it is that bit of time of year where we have a bit of a pause because to be honest, in macro world, the next thing's important to us here in Australia is inflation, and that's next month. So we'll be boring you to death <laughs> as to what our forecasts are to the decimal place. I apologise in advance for my economist peers spending a lot of time, but we only get this number quarterly. So that's why it just gets a little bit too much attention. And uh, I guess say one thing that I would highlight is we did get some data today. It's third tier by some people's standards, but um, household wealth and debt came out today. And surprisingly, household wealth has accelerated in recent quarters. So a few people are saying, I told you so. But I tell you what, if we didn't have that government support boosting house prices. I'm not sure if it's anything to celebrate. And secondly, we had employment by industry and not surprisingly, the services sector have been absolutely slammed. So we did get a little bit of macro. I will be speaking tomorrow to QIC chief economist just to see if there's anything in there for the RBA, but yeah, pretty slim. So I think we deserve a nice chilled GNT. We're certainly smoky here in Sydney. Right it's now. smoky out there, isn't it? Hopefully that dies down. Yeah, but, uh, we have a, it looks like we have a bit of a backburn going on here in Sydney. So take care in the smoke. Feet up and happy Friday is coming. Have a good one.